Proudly family owned and operated since 1989. statetransport.com.au Welcome to Morning Glory with Matty Johns. Welcome to Morning Glory, everybody. Great start. Uh, Our final show, people, for 2023. Hang in there. Could be a little bit loose. Um, We're going to talk about Michael Maguire getting the New South Wales job. We're going to preview Australia versus Samoa. Uh, Webster, Tim Zhu, Volkanovski. What about that? We're going to chat about Eddie Jones. Um, (laughs) Eddie. Oh. Anyway, what do you do? I know I have not been negotiating with Kiss FM. Uh, Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald's uh, Andrew Webster. Oh, Webby, you're getting very emotional last show. I can see that, you, mate. Okay. You're doing all right. I'm okay. You're fogging up, mate, with your glasses. <laughs> I'm sweating. Alex, the maestro, how are you, mate? I'm sad, boys. No, but it's it's more like a – it's a melancholy. It's yeah. a, a thought of all the great memories we've made this year. We should. The oh. friends we've made along the way. Appreciate that. So many memories, none of which I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Hogarth. Oh, another political T-shirt. What yeah. do you got, what do you got against circumcision, dog? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Okay. Give away too much information. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Bloke in a bar. Down at Camp. Campy, how are you, mate? mate? I am very, very good. I am very good. Summer is here. I mean, you walk outside, absolutely beautiful. Mate, honestly, you walk outside. It's 13 outside. degrees. Yeah. What? It's cold outside. Oh, hard enough, mate. Come Little, on. No, not cloud in the sky. You can literally hear the birds making love. Uh, movie of the week, Ben. Yep. Short Shack Redemption. Now, you come up with this one. What's... I mean, well, it's, it's a... It's a Big film, but why have you waited so waited so long? Well, Maestro, can I just can I just cue the theme song because I need some music for this. But Denon, Webbo, Maddie, I chose this film because just like Shawshank Redemption, covering rugby league can sometimes feel like a life sentence. <laughs> sure, there's times like Magic Round where you can sit on a rooftop and enjoy a beer, but most of the day it's a it's a grind. But just like Andy, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And come September, after you crawl through 500 yards of shit, you come out on the other side, and we all end up on a beach on the Pacific Ocean, enjoying the sun. <laughs> That's why. Anyone seen the video? <laughs> <laughs> that Very was beautiful. Good. That was beautiful. Oh, highlights, thank you, Webbo. Highlights of the year, boys. Um, one of my highlights was getting Jared Croker on a couple of weeks ago being the ambassadorship and he had no idea what he was <laughs> What are you ambassador for? Well, I don't know, mate. Don't know much about that. Okay, thanks for joining us. <laughs> a couple of weeks before State of Origin, I had some nice things to say about the Queensland side. That went well. That went good. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't create many headlines no, for, nah. for, for six months. Uh, it's like there's, this year has been before Joey and then I, after Joey. I just can't. Just, I, I cannot. AJ. I'm looking at BJ, that. BJ, AJ. I'm looking at that T-shirt, Ben. I, I'm sorry. That circumcision protesting is is a big thing in America. Oh, Massive. Thing. At a pink oh, concert the other oh, night, I've, she threw a bloke out. Well, so those guys, I see them at. Um, I've seen them at every Super Bowl I've been to. They're they're relentless. They're yep. everywhere. Covered in like Sorry. white suit, covered in blood. Yeah, you know, every time you go to a big event in America, like like the Super Bowls I've been to or NBA Finals, they just have they have there's the circumcision people and there's the other yeah. people. Sorry, there's people. They walk around here, yeah, with, like pretend blood in their crutch to say like this yeah. is what 
are like they're so against circumstances. Isn't it like they're all... like Kramer? It's like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer doesn't like the bricks. Ah. What about of all the hills to die on? You know, <laughs> all <laughs> the things to that little piece of skin. <laughs> oh my god! And you know the other protest is it's like Jesus is coming. Yeah, and I yes. remember when I covered the Super Bowl in Houston, I saw a sign that said Jesus is coming, and then I got an Uber, and no word of a lie said Jesus, four and a half stars, three minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Blew my head off. <laughs> well, I took the Super Bowl, we went to, me and Gordy are walking in with a, with a friend of ours, and we're looking at the circumcision, and they're doing the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, sorry, guys. Um, anyway, we're chatting along, and this guy's gone past me, like two guys. One has sort of half bumped me, and I've got my I've got my ticket in my pocket, right? Gordy Gordy's mate, mine and Gordy's mate, has got it in a lanyard. So this guy literally bumps into our mate Daryl, and in an instant opens his opens his lanyard and steals his Super Bowl ticket. Stop right? it! Still in that in an instant, oh my. right? Yeah, like a little bit of diversion. This guy, like they're just a genius at it. So we go to the uh, to the studio, the NFL. Uh, there's a bit of place here and said, this is what's happened. There's a group, mostly elderly people standing there, about 30 of them that have been ripped off by the same by the same organisation. And they say, no, we're sorry, you can't come in. It's up to oh, you. my. Wouldn't let in. So me and Gordy go to our seat. Next minute, the guy comes and sits next to us. Now, he's not the guy who stole He's the guy that bought, bought it. the stolen ticket. Oh, yeah. And Gordy, you imagine Gordy. Yeah. Gordy's like, mate, grab the bloke. And, and the guy was like... Fair play. Just goes, mate, I've come here from Kansas City. Hmm. He goes, I've just bought this out the front for $9,000. Oh, oh so my can, God. Can you imagine the money those guys made like I, I, that day just by pinching, oh pinching people? The, the work the work to do that, to like the prep to be able to go bang, bang. Yeah. So, so did, the, did, did the guy go, leave, not stay? He had to go back to the hotel. Here, here's a oh, photo. Here I this doesn't really work on. This doesn't really work on radio, but there's a photo I took in Houston in – 2017. It's a man in a white, all white, with a cowboy hat, with a blood around his crotch, and it says foreskin is normal, healthy, and valuable. <laughs> it's funny. I brought my boys' foreskins in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Well, what do you reckon we get for that? <laughs> mate, I've, I've got a good. Super Bowl I've, tickets. <laughs> I've a good. I had a mate who, uh, at the age of 21, he had to get it removed because it became infected. Let oh, me tell you. What? At yeah. 21, yeah. Because we st- Australians started to do it post World War One. Mm. Fighting in uh, in the deserts and everything, people uh, soldiers were getting their fore- foreskins. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? They were getting their foreskins infected <laughs> because of you know the sand, and having to, they were having to do like foreskins oh. on uh, uh, like um, oh. circumcisions on the run, on the run, uh, on the run with what. Yeah. Uh, I'd say a knife. Rusty, Hammer and bolster? Or? Yeah, rusty, <laughs> a teeth. rusty knife. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, other highlights. <laughs> just on a uh, different, boys, it deserves uh, lead on, on this show today, the David Beckham documentary. Now, people that haven't seen it, oftentimes you look and you think, oh, everyone, I, I know everything about David Beckham. It is. It is just insanely good. Uh, it takes a lot to beat. I mean, the bar that people talk about these days is the last dance of Michael Jordan. I think it's, I think it's better. Mm. It's, it's got it's got more heart. It's got more warmth. Uh, second only to Tales of Tiger Town. Um, I think it was, <laughs> I, it's. I, I can't. I couldn't believe how good it was. And it's. You know what I like about it? it Humanizes him and uh, and posh spice. So look, she, they're just so normal. She's just so normal. Yeah, they're, they're great just so people. unaffected. You know, and I know like the, the way things can be cut, but I reckon like through the course of a four part doco like that, you, if they were if they were 
were precious celebrities, it, it would come through at some degree. But no. I think they come across as I, I they're so unaffected. I don't think people realise this generation at least how big Posh and Beckham were. We're yeah, talking about yes. two of the most famous people in the world, mm. and because Beckham is this, you know, this good-looking guy and the model, it almost, I guess, I. Takes away how good of a footballer he was. It's obscured it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, has, you know, you yeah. Get, it doesn't get compared to the greats, but he was one of the greatest footballers, especially when it comes to free kicks or yeah. ball playing or passing. And also, he was a mixture of the, the the really delicate, good touch, good ball playing. But also, he he usually when you have that, they're sooks and they don't they yeah. don't try hard, they don't chase every ball. He chased everything, Mate, what everything. He, what he had to endure in '98. <sighs> Like I remember getting up that morning to watch them play Argentina. Michael Owen scored that wonder goal, I think. It, and then I mean, Argentina are all, aren't they? Master, they're always the bogey team mm. for England. And then when Beckham went down, it was Simone took the you know, uh, the initial reaction on the telecast and really in the aftermath was, oh mate, what about the RG taking a fall? You know how ridiculous. You know uh, some people saw a gamesmanship. They he, they branded him a cheat, but I remember in the post. Someone just said, well, in my opinion, it was ill-disciplined from Beckham, and if he stays on the field, we win. That was the trigger for just all of a sudden. Well, like, ha- ha- Glenn like Hoddle just threw him under the bus. What, yeah. what His manager threw a 23-year-old player under the bus. What, a dog, what a dog he Glenn co- Hoddle is. He doesn't come... <laughs> at, he doesn't, <laughs> where, are you, where, where are you, Hoddle? Yeah. If you're listening, call in. Um, <laughs> he just threw his, he threw his man under the bus. I could, I mean, it's you unbelievable. Could, you could tell by the initial press conference in the documentary, he was so jealous and bitter of a young, good-looking upstart player that he just yeah. hated it. He hated it. Yeah. But, like, Beckham's actually the first book I ever read, like, first, like, back-to-front book because I've obviously played soccer growing up. But, yeah, I, I don't think he gets enough appreciation for how good he was because it's almost as, like, obviously, you know, Cam Murray isn't David Beckham. But when Cam Murray first came into the grade, because he's a good-looking guy, you didn't associate this, like, crazy toughness. Yeah. It's taken him year and year and year for you go, oh, hang on a sec, he's one of the toughest players in the, mm. the, the league. Way he, yeah. The way he came out of that, I was in England at the time when, you know, the boot to the to the head from Ferguson <laughs> when he kicked the, uh, the Predator boot and hit him in the head. But the other one was that when he scored that wonder goal, which really sort of, I think, was a big turning point, you know, as far as the English fans falling in love with him all, all over again. He scored that goal against Greece to get him through the World Cup. Myself, Brian Carney and Steve Ranoff are driving down the M6, going from, you know, heading to Wigan. And on the sides of the roads in the M6, like, there's a lot of density, you know, big populations and whatnot, you know, Preston and Blackburn and Chorley and all these places. We're driving and literally in the car and we're in the tension as he's going to make that kick against Greece. They look like they're going to be eliminated. And when he scores, you can hear the roar wow. on the side of the oh, highway. Holy hell. It was just... Wow. What about hey, Alex Ferguson? There is so much Wayne Bennett oh, and Alex no. Ferguson. And like, he comes across as this, like, initially, you go, oh, father figure. Father. By the end of the docker, you're going, he is a ruthless killer. What's going but on what here? What about how he just, like... I also got out of it how, like, Beckham was so... Head over heels in love with her, like with, yeah, with yeah. Victoria. Like he'd drive four hours to London to have spend seven minutes with her. But Ferguson just didn't want, want him having any distractions like love. He didn't have any time for it because it, it, you know, he well, thought it was it thought it was going to you know hurt him, hurt his football. In Fergie's book, he writes there's a whole chapter on Beckham because of the talent he was, and obviously getting him back after the '98 World Cup. But he talks about. 
the opposite side of that, how he saw Beckham change from a player who you talk about, Denon, that mm. chased everything and was uh, so hardworking to someone, the only player, Ferguson says in his autobiography, that cared more about his brand than what he was doing on the pitch. And that switched in yeah. about those two years those after two years. the 2002 yeah, right. World Cup before he moved to Real Madrid. What, uh, what I'm surprised yeah. at is that they didn't talk about the Adidas Predator. Any yeah. soccer, any soccer player growing up, like I, I, I honestly, I used to dream about those boots, and we couldn't afford them, so I couldn't get them. I had to take hand me downs. But the Adidas, like yeah. the big it was, tongue, it was yeah, changed yeah. football okay. boots. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the the genesis of the Adidas Predator because uh, a mate of mine, Craig Johnston, mm. played for Liverpool. Bit of name dropping, but you know, I'm Matty Johnston. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just, so, you dropped your own name. John, <laughs> that's right. So Jono. He's coaching an under-9s team at Avalon on the Northern Beaches, yeah. right? And what he's doing, he's teaching the kids like what he, how he learned to do it, how to bend a ball. Anyway, the kids are teaching the young kids, you know, if you hit a ball this side and swing and whatnot, an Irish swing this way. They're playing one day and it's wet. And one of the young kids comes up and says, oh, Mr. Johnson, when, when, when it's wet, you can't bend the football, you can't get grip on the ball. And when the kid said grip, John I went, right, Went and got one of the parents and said, can you do the rest of the session? Drove to a sports store in Avalon, bought ping pong rackets, tore the rubber, oh. tore, tore the rubber off the ping pong uh, racket, or what do you call it, paddles, paddles, and just stuck them on boots. What? Went down to the park and kicked and went, oh, my God, this works. Immediately went and bought a camcorder, flew to Europe. Went to some of the best players and said, you know, can you do this? They mm. filmed. Went to Adidas and said, this is what I've got. Adidas said, not interested. Went to Nike, not interested. Puma, not interested. Went. The last person he went to was Franz Beckenbauer, the great German uh, captain, uh, the Kaiser, they called him. Filmed Beckenbauer taking free kicks with the boot and turned to the camera and said, this will change football forever. Wow. Then took it back to Adidas I went, and just went... It went wow. through the roof. They, they, when they he put the presentation forward and the Adidas executive stood up and gave him a standing ovation. And from there, the first guy who ever wore them was a Manchester United player, Paul Ince. And John O's, and it was a really big day, he said, I was so nervous that he said, I couldn't watch the match. Anyway, he's walking through a shopping centre and his wife yelled out to him, Craig, uh, Paul Ince has just scored. Oh. He ran to a TV and he scored with a header. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Hey, get out in the high, Matt. We'll take a break. <laughs> but Webster next.